my baby. Thank you. We're starting a new series, and it's called Authorized, but I want you to pay careful attention, please. I please want you to take, even online, please sit down. Don't bry your meat while trying to listen to me. Sit down, take notes. Really listen. It's the game changer. It honestly is the game changer. We're going to build this up in the next couple of weeks, and you're going to hear testimonies. Um, I fly out tomorrow morning. I'm going to New York. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm going to George. I'm going to the, to the coast. I'm taking Pastor Z. We need, I need a break. I'm just like, I just said time out. I need to get out. It's normally the time we leave for New York and Chicago and our conference in September. So my body's feeling it a bit. And so um, Pastor Brian will be with you on Wednesday night, next Sunday, and the following Wednesday. He's going to build up on what I'm going to be teaching. We're going to start something, and we're gonna, you're going to hear testimonies. You're going to get understanding. I please want you to get online. I please you to pay attention. Because this is your apostle speaking. And I'm trying to help somebody who is struggling with this thing called authority. And even dealing with the power of submission. And we need to get understanding. I want you in the series to fall in love again with authority. Not illegal, not unrighteous. The kingdom concept of authority. I want you to really, really fall in love with it because we all have issues with authority. From the way we grew up and our parents and bosses and then apartheid systems and then come to church and you find it was perverted and you deal with governments and everybody is dealing with this word called submission to authority. But I'm going to show you how powerful it is. You're going to fall in love with this word. And you're going to experience God on a whole nother level. You know, we say that not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What does that mean? Because the spiritual realm deals with things differently than we do in the natural. And when you get it right in the spirit, you're going to dance like David danced. I mean like Pastor Brian danced. Because when you get it right, it's so easy. It's so easy. Let me just lay some foundation. We're going to get into some things this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, please. The title of the series is called Authorized. I know it was, you know, keys to the kingdom. But I've switched it. The Lord said to me, speak about being authorized. And the importance of it for this generation. You're going to need it for where you're going to. You're going to need it for your breakthrough. You're going to need it for progress. You're going to need it for protection. It's going to be very powerful. Please pay attention. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. They asked, who am I? Jesus said, who, am, who, who, uh, who, do pe who do men say I, the son of man, am? He gives him a hint. He says, Simon Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood, has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So there's a connection of something happening between heaven and earth because of the revelation of Christ. And I also say to you that you are Peter on this rock. I will build my church, the ecclesia, and the gates 
of Hades shall not prevail against it. That means there's no stopping the church. When we go God's way and we establish ourselves and we are authorized because the church is the authorization from God, the gates of hell can't stop you. I said no man can stop you. And then he says and. He connects it. So he puts church in place, the ecclesia, and then he speaks about something else. He says, I will give you. Now, I'm going to build my church, but I'm going to give you. I'm going to build my church, but I'm going to give you. I'll tell you, these are apostles, these are prophets, these are ev evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. I'm going to build my church. And so Satan won't be able to touch it. That, uh, but there's something else to it. I must give you keys. Because the church and the kingdom are two different things. The church is not the kingdom. The church is only the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. So I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind whew, on earth will be bound in the heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Great responsibility. Not talking about coming to church. I'm not talking about the fivefold ministry which is here. It is about looking for somebody that God can give keys to. Who can he authorize? Who has he found faithful in his house? Who can he give keys to to open up territory? Because the kingdom is about territory. And so God needs somebody who will be responsible enough to deal with kingdom business. And that means somebody who is responsible enough. Because God will never give kingdom keys to firstly somebody who is irresponsible and secondly somebody who is immature. Because somebody who is irresponsible will lose the keys and keep us all locked out of the building. And somebody who is immature, a little kid, will open up the keys to a the thief. Use the keys to open up the door to a thief. He comes in and steals. And then mommy and daddy says, standing outside, the doors are locked. Baby, open the door. Uh, I don't know where the keys. Mommy and daddy outside, the thief inside. So babies don't get keys. Your father's not irresponsible. So you need to understand what we are dealing with. You are dealing with somebody here that God has to raise up that is authorized to go. Here's another reason why God cannot give it to immature or emotional people. Because there comes great authority, great responsibility with authority. When you are authorized by God, you're given keys by God, it means that you can go into a city and you can shut the city down. Because you are authorized. But I am standing here as authorized by God. This is our 10-year celebration. God operates that way. When He opens up the heavens and He begins to establish you in your purpose and your call, He authorizes you to do it. Now, I'm sitting with keys. Now, if I'm mad at anybody here or I'm emotional, even though that person's gifted and anointed, I hold the keys to their destiny. So I can lock you out from your destiny because I don't like you. So the, anybody who is authorized or in a place in a, of authority in the kingdom must walk in love. 
Because you will go and open up the door to your buddies and say, this is, you know, all the cadres. We come in and open up doors because you're my friends. And I don't discern the people in my environment that are actually anointed to go and deal with things in the city. Are you with me this morning? It's a really important topic. Because God is looking to give keys to people in the season. But he's not going to give it to babies. Because juveniles can't handle an inheritance. Now Brian's got the car and he hops in with his children. And then I finally got my car after 10 years of waiting and Brian's gone. He's not a, he's, that's a baby. He comes and he celebrates and he honors God for the next season of his life. It's a son. We're not moved by the things. You get excited about the things. These things are added, man. Can I tell you he's not paying for the car? Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. Because you, you mustn't get mad at the revelation and the people that are getting it right. So when you come into this place called the kingdom, keys are never entrusted to irresponsible people. Keys are never given to immature people. And keys are never given to illegal people. Kingdom keys are only given to those who are mature, responsible, and legal. We call them authorized. We call them authorized. So you must pray in this season, this month especially, Father, mature me. Let me handle the little you put in my hands because God's always looking at how you handle your time, how you handle people, how you handle your money. He's looking, when you're in the kingdom, he's looking for somebody that he can pass and say, get Saul out of the way. Give me a David who is responsible to take care of my sheep. In any organization, in the kingdom of God especially, this is your father. Just ask the Lord this season. Lift your hands quickly and say, Father, just mature me in the season. Yeah, I, I, I want to I operate with keys in the kingdom. Say, Father, just mature me in the season. Let me get over my little offense and unforgiveness and gossip and, 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 and hate and vengefulness. Let me get past this and let me walk in the love and mature because you are looking for me. Amen and amen. So what does the word authorized mean? It means to give authority, warrant, or legal power to. To make legal. As to authorize a marriage. I'm authorized to do that. There's a difference, we're trying to understand, there's a difference between power and authority. Somebody has got the power... A couple, they're staying together, they're having sex. They got the power, but they're not legal. Friday night, they're having sex. They get up from the bed, feeling all guilty. Saturday morning, they go get married. Saturday night, they have sex again, and there's no condemnation. What happened? From Friday to Saturday, authority came in. <laughs> there's, there's a difference between power and authority. This is going to absolutely floor you this morning. 
it blessed me so much. Let me say it up front, that you understand that you keep this in mind. Satan loves unauthorized gifts. They're powerful, but nobody authorized them. He loves them performing in the earth. Why? Because he is the father of illegal and unauthorized people. Has Satan got the power? Has Satan got power? He hasn't got the power, but has he got power? Absolutely he does. Is he authorized? That's the difference. So anybody who's authorized can tramp on his head and say, not here. I want you to hear me this morning. Here's the revelation of the kingdom concept of authority. There are many ideas of authority, but kingdom authority is a beautiful thing. Submission to authority has been a thing that many have refused because of abuse. But this series, ask the Lord to open up your heart to this message, please. You've come through a lot of abuse and submission and people and the way the world treated you. And sometimes the church didn't know how to do it properly. But we are perfecting in this thing. And it's going to help you. So please open up your life to this. Here's what I want you to write down, please. Dr. Munro says, Understanding the purpose and power of authority is the key to growth and fulfilling your life's purpose. Any person who does not understand this or even refuses it will never in their lifetime, listen to me, not in your lifetime will you fulfill your purpose. Not in your lifetime. This message is vital for anybody fulfilling purpose. I'm going to prove it to you in scripture, and by the time you leave here today, you're going to tr truly understand this. Please write this down. Everything submits to something else in order to function, grow, and prosper. Everything submits to something else in order to function, to grow, and to prosper. I did not know what that day meant 10 years ago. I'll explain that. Today, 10 years later, I'm looking at them thinking, my God, I, I just thought it was a conference. Let me explain. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Look at God. Let's take man out of the equation for a moment. Let's look at God's creation and how he sets things up. God's making his, putting his earth together. And his whole design is that it needs this thing to submit to something else to function, prosper, and to grow. Watch. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. Everybody say that's powerful. Because the seed has got power. It's in itself. That's the reason why you be really careful when you listen to the world, and the world tell you how powerful you are, and you don't need anybody. Girl power. Girl, don't let nobody tell you. God sets it up this way. He puts the power in the seed. That's how you came. You are full of potential power. You are potent. Here's your problem. Next verse. 
and the earth brought forth grass. The earth, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the power is in the seed, but the authority is in the soil. So the tree, anytime it disconnects from the authority, it dies. It's God's design. The seed in itself is so powerful to produce, but it's pretty useless in a packet. Because you can lay that thing wherever you want. You're going to have, you can't go anywhere else, but take that seed to its authority. Because the, 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 the soil has authorized the seed to produce. You say you come to me, you plugged into me, then you stay in me, and I give you the power to go and do what you need to do. This is going to get really good, I'm telling you. It's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. Can we give you one more? Genesis 1 verse 20. Go to verse 20 for me. Have a look at God's creation, man. Then God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw it as good. So anytime you look at this beautiful fish, it looks so powerful in the, in the water. The water has authorized the fish. And anytime that fish disconnects from its authority, say that's a catch. That's when you catch. <laughs> Man, this stuff gets intense, I'm telling you. Go to verse 26 for me. Then God said, let us make man <laughs> in whose image? According to our likeness. So when he wanted trees, he spoke to the soil. When he wanted fish, he spoke to the waters. Because the soil's authorized, the water's authorized. When he's wanted man, he spoke to himself. Because he's the author and the developer and the finisher of your faith. Oh God. Oh God. I'm going on holiday after this. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let them have dominion. And anytime you disconnect from your source, you don't have dominion anymore. You don't rule, you get ruled. You don't have a choice to go and find a job. But when you come to KLE and you get into the kingdom, then you can say, I don't want that. I do want that. It's called dominion. I need somebody to shout and say amen in this church. <laughs> Woo if you think this is tight, watch where we're going. There's more. There's more. When Adam disconnected from his source or his authority all hell broke loose and man came mankind became this disconnected species from its source so now you know why the man 
can't function in the earth. Because he's got all the power gifts, but he's not connected to the source. Jesus comes because as long as Adam stayed connected to the source, he was God's legitimate authority in the earth. Because everything was supposed to flow from Adam. So Jesus comes now, he, re he returns, the, last Adam, the first Adam messed up, the last Adam comes, and he reinstalls the software that crashed. And so he downloads the software, and he starts to speak about this thing called the Ecclesia. He puts the church in place. No one can touch the church anymore. Why? Because Adam the head, the last Adam, he's not on earth. He controls it from heaven. So you can't touch the head anymore, devil. You can try and put pressure on the people in the earth, but you can't stop the church. Because the gates of hell will not prevail. Is somebody getting it this morning? So Jesus comes and he installs the software. But I want you to see his life. It gets so powerful. Oh my God. This power and authority. Let's just understand the importance of authority. Because Jesus is sitting with the power. The Bible says in, in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Did Jesus have all the power? You're not sure? You're not saved? Father, just save your people. Yeah. Jesus had all the power. Now clap if you believe that. Because scripture says that. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus had it. How could Jesus function like that? Because according to scripture, and the way God's design is, you need authority and you need power. I'm going to just lay this for every single one of us to understand this thing called authorize. Cooperating, there's a difference between submitting to authority and cooperating with authority. Cooperating with authority means I will trust until I don't want to trust you anymore. Cooperating with authority means I, will on, I only like you while you agree with what I say. So I'm not allowed to post anything that you've done on social media that you think I should be doing. I'm just saying. Oh, you liked me up until that point, eh? I get you. I see you. But when you don't like what I'm doing, you jump ship and say, no, nah, nah, I'm not some, you know, I, I don't like this. We have the serious affair with authority. We know we need it, but we don't trust it. We know it's good, but we don't want it. We know it's necessary, but it's only trusted as far as we can see. We have the suspicious relationship. Is he really a man of God? Checking out how the authority in our midst is treating us. I thought you were a man of God. This generation is plagued with this thing. You got to get it right. For the sake of your family and your destiny. I'm announcing it by faith. You're going to get it right in Jesus' mighty name. 
from governments to all the way to spiritual authority. This thing about authority is a problem. So we are here to help you fall in love with the idea of authority. And let's get into the understanding about this. This, everybody loves Jesus? You sure? You like his power? The power to get wealth? You get all of that? Healing in your body? Protection? Can he supply it? Watch. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3 and verse 1. Let's deal with this Jesus before you saw his power. Let's deal with the fact that this is the one that we all believe in, we trust in, and he, we are disciples, we're supposed to follow him. Let's get into the scripture to understand because Jesus is not known. Except you hear about him 12 years old in the, in, the, in the temple. He's in the synagogue and he's studying. He must be about my father's business. He's learning how the kingdom works. So Jesus is anointed. He's got all of this. You now need to go to his cousin. His cousin is John the Baptist. Mary got pregnant. And when the angel speaks, she says, Mary, okay, she said, it'll be done to me according to your word. Okay, your cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant. Go to her. You know the story with Elizabeth. Elizabeth also was old. She could not have babies. And so she, God does something supernatural through her. And her husband, Zachariah, says, um, he must be named after me. And the angel shuts his mouth, says his name will be called John. Because God is busy with something. So John and Jesus becomes really important to understand. Because God is silent for 400 years. The way God operates in the earth, there must be a man in the earth that God authorizes and everybody functions out of him. And I need you to know that John the Baptist was the last prophet and high priest of the Old Testament. So he's standing between the Old Testament and the New Testament and he's about to introduce the new thing that God wants done. God is silent for 400 years. And now this John the Baptist is raised up and God authorizes him in the earth and he becomes the transition generation that, that breaks from the law and allows grace to enter in. And this kingdom message is the same because he's the one preaching about the kingdom. So his mother's pregnant, Mary's pregnant, and they're hanging together. So obviously they grew up knowing one another. They're family. John the Baptist's call, let's read it. Matthew chapter 3 verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And saying, repent. Why? He's preaching a kingdom message. He's saying now that God has been silent after 400 years. Let me just help somebody. If God hasn't been, hasn't been speaking to you, he's getting your attention. Because it means the next thing he's about to say is important for your destiny. So when God is silent, he's trying you to get up in the morning and say, Lord, what are you saying? Because he wants you to pay attention because the next thing is important. 400 years of silence, here comes the message. What is the message? A kingdom is here. And so verse 3 says, For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet saying, uh, Isaiah saying, they, Isaiah prophesied about John the Baptist now. The prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food as locusts and wild honey. I want you to read this because it's important. Then Jerusalem, all Judea and all the region around the Jordan 
went out to him. He had a message. He's authorized by God and everybody's coming. And were baptized by him in the Jordan confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to the baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath of to come. Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. Please keep moving with me. And do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Give me the next verse. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear fruit, good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That means every religious system that was established is coming with, the, with an axe to chop the, that systems out because you were called into a relationship with your father. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Whose sandals are not worthy to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor, gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John, to the Jordan, to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. You are coming to me. And, but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so for now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Remember that word. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Keep on going. Are we done? Another version says, Hear him. So, hmm. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus could answer the five life questions. Who am I? Where do I come from? What's the reason for my existence? Why am I here? What can I do? And where am I going to? Those five questions. Jesus was clear. Did Jesus have all the power? Did he know his father's business? He could tell you that at 12 years old, I know my, about, I'm, about, I'm about my father's business. No one knew the kingdom like Jesus did. No one had the power like Jesus had. No one had the spirit without measure. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Yet, Jesus never first went to go and print a business ministry card. He went to go and seek authority. It was the day that God himself bowed down to earthly authority. Jesus never went looking for self-promotion. He had the power. He's sitting with the power, but he submitted his life. The problem with most people is that when you ask them, I see your power, tell me who you submitted to, they can't tell you. Because Jesus is demonstrating 
that authority is more important than power. He says it's to fulfill all righteousness. That means even though Jesus sent from above, born the way he was, through a virgin Mary, God does all of that. You don't hear the heavens opening. You have a shut heaven until God himself submits himself to earthly authority. He says to fulfill all righteousness. What does righteousness mean? It means to be properly positioned. The problem with the great gifts we have around us, you're not properly positioned. Why? You have a problem with submission and authority. You are scared. You're afraid. And so you got this affair with submission and authority. You're anointed, you're gifted, you know there's a call, you call for purpose, you're calling. But if Jesus had to submit to authority, who are we? What are we doing? As a generation, telling people, oh, you're powerful. No, you, you go, girl. You're powerful. Tell me who you submitted to, man. You're following the order of Jesus. That's the day that God bowed to earthly authority. That's righteousness, righteousness means in right standing with God. The heavens could not open until there was an earthly authority that Jesus had to go and plug his power into. Something happens in the heavenlies that opens to you when you submit your life to authority. Here's what you have to do if you're not submitted to authority. You're going to have to go and find people to prop you up. Let me give you an example. My home, my home cell connection group, it was like people were astounded because we had 40 people at a time that would come on a Wednesday night. We would teach in my home. Wednesday nights was just like, it was so beautiful because the connection was there and the like. And after two, three years of doing this stuff, you know, people come to you and say, hey, man, start your church. I'm like, what? Do you, you, you know you're anointed. I'm like, really? Yes. And we're going to come follow you. So that's interesting. So I pray and the Lord says, you don't touch it. Because you got the power. But you're not authorized, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I go and I'm like, wow. And so when God tells me finally to start, the, in fact, now, so, so the whole setup, these people had arranged already and said, we've come in to set you up as pastor. I've got these 10 people. We're all going to give you a thousand rand a month. So at least you got 10,000 rand. I'm saying, but okay, I earned at least five times that. No, no, no. We just want to set you up as pastor and we can grow from here. And we're going to back you. But I'm like, you're not legitimate authority. How can you authorize me to do this? You're not even my pastor. I'm a man under submission. So I go and I'm, I go to, you know, when God finally calls me, I, seen, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what God's starting a church. I'm like, no way. That's when I got sick for 18 months. And finally went and submitted to the church and said, just went to the one man that I trusted. I said, just, I don't get it. If this is God, please if it's not God, just tell me to go away. 
Because I, want to, I don't want to start the church. He says, this is God. And in five years, you're going to see what God's going to do with your life. It was five years later, Dr. Miles came, and we hosted that event. That shifted the, we shut down that city. It was so intense. God did it. After I submitted. Not because of, of chicken licking next door to me. Telling me, they give me a thousand rand a month. You, I, you, you backing me? You're kidding me, right? And some of you are so caught up with what people got to think and say about you. You're going nowhere. You're so consumed about, oh, at least I got three likes from those people. Now I feel better in my day. Really? Is that authorization? Whatever, man. You do what God told you to do. Because when you're walking in your authority, you have boldness. And you owe no man a thank you. Because when God authorizes you, the heavens open and God announces. I mean, we set up that, 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 that life center. We in there only one year. We set up this conference, two sessions. And God announces in the heaven. He opens up the heavens and says, this is my son. Your name is now Kingdom Life Embassy. And you're going to carry this. And everybody came. And God announced it publicly because he opened up the heavens. I did not need, I don't need a card wherever I go. I don't need man's approval wherever I go. I know didn't somebody come and prop me up and come and back me with a 10 rand and a 5 rand. I am not your clown. I am on assignment. I have heavens of backing. I have God's authority. Wherever I walk, there, whatever's under the soles of my feet, God will give to me. No man will be able to stop you. When God begins to authorize you, I need a king, a son of God to understand how the king of glory operates, how the kingdom functions. You're still looking for a business card. You're still looking, who can back me with this idea? When heaven backs you, honey, God will make them hear you. God will bring it together. Because you authorized when... Heaven sends that business card. Everybody must come. And bring the money. Because authority is not power. Authority is legal rights to function. I watch these gifts and how wonderful they can preach. And, <laughs> and <laughs> who authorized you? They can't tell you. Because they were went ones, not sent ones. Quickly, we need to move. It's then that Jesus comes when he's authorized. God says, now hear him, he's my son. He submits to John. John's got the authority. Heaven opens. Jesus goes into the wilderness led by the Spirit of God. He passes the test because he's under authority. Not because of his power. If you are not under authority and you're in the wilderness, you are in big trouble. Because you're not coming out. Unless you repent. <laughs> because this whole kingdom was designed for growth, not for control. Question is, who's your set man? And let me just kill this card today. I've got some time. Go with me. <laughs> Luke 20, verse 1. So, John the Baptist is, is dead. The authority is no longer there. Jesus is operating in the earth. Now they're testing to say, hey, hey, 
Who are you really? Watch, this is powerful, man. Now it happened at, on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders confronted him. We tell you, John the Baptist was the high priest, man. They, 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 they honored this prophet. The people revered him. And they spoke to him saying, tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Are you doing these things? Oh, who is he who gives you this authority? Because we understand we only move in the earth based on somebody's authority. We can only do what we can do because someone's authorized us. So we sing this power. Tell me why is it like that with you? Who gave you the authority? We see the power. Where's the source? Oh, Jesus, you can't trip him up, eh? But he answered and said to him, I will also ask you one thing. Jesus was a master asker. He answers a question by giving them a question. <laughs> I will also ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John. Was it from heaven or from men? Can I just stop here? When you ask people, so you're going to another church or you're starting a thing. So, who authorized you? Who are you counseling with? Oh, the Lord spoke to me. Jesus never pulled the God card and he could. He never said God called me. He says, let's speak about John, my authority. Look at the scriptures. Look at the scriptures. This is God not pulling the God card because he's in the earth. This is God asking, where's, he says, let me point you to my authority. They respond, they reason among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, then why didn't you believe John? If you believe he was authorized, why didn't you go and follow after John? Next verse. But if we say, so they're reasoning. These stupids. From men, all the people will stone us. For they, they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So we're sitting with the dilemma. If we say, yeah, he's going to say, well, then why not? And if so, okay, we checkmate. What does Jesus turn around and say? So they answer that they did not know. Ah, uh, we, we don't know. No, you think, you think Jesus is stupid, huh? You think that there's no discernment of the body of Christ. Let's go. So they answered not. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Jesus never pulled the God card. The Lord told me to go and start this thing. Show me. For every spiritual claim, there must be an earthly reference. Who's your earthly reference? Who's the authority that authorizes you? Where are you submitted? Not when you feel like it. And you feel you want to, you know, I just want, I just want to, you know, I've come to tell you that, you know, I'm just going to go and, you know, I'm going to Australia. And, and I just want to, I want the Lord's blessing. Your bags are packed. What do you want me to do? You're not asking anybody. You're not submitted to anybody. You're just doing your own thing. I've got to move. For every spiritual claim, there must be an earthly reference. Someone has got to endorse you in the earth, somewhere in the earth, that this person served here, and this is how they served, and I say yes. 
When people come to me and say, look, I'm leaving the church and I'm going, and, 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 and I just, I'm just, you know, I'm, the Lord's called me. I don't even pray for them. I pray for the pastor they're going to. Because he's going to have trouble like I had trouble with them. No, can someone vouch for your working? Can somebody speak about your faithfulness? Can somebody speak about how good you've been? How faithful you've been? Can, can God say, that when somebody asks, so tell me about Pastor Brian. I said, he made vouch for my son. I blessed him to go. So when he comes back, it's not a surprise that he's driving new cars. It's called power and authority. Here's one more. <laughs> power and authority in operation. Oh Lord, you're going to help me with time. Matthew 11, verse 11. Let's quickly go in there. Now it came to pass when Jesus, Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. So John is in prison. Before he dies, he's in prison. Because God's going to lock up the Old Testament. He's going to lock that, that, that dispensation away so that the new dis dispensation can live. Same message, but it's in a new dispensation so we, we, the church, can come in. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, the power of Christ, he sent out his two disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look any for, for another? Authority, asking the power for accountability. John was Jesus' pastor, man. He was asking this boy that's operating, this man, I'm saying this respectfully, this power in the earth, go and find out How's he doing it? And they said to him, are you the coming one? Or do you look for another? So we know John was offended. But God allowed all of that because of the dispensation switch. Jesus answered him, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. Go and report back to my authority. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he is not offended because of me. Let's pass on that. And they departed. Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning his pastor. Let me tell you about John, man. My authority in the earth. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. He honors him in his absence. Your dishonor is costing you. You want to come inbox me privately and rebuke me publicly and think I don't see it? You pray that God keeps my love. Because many people's destinies are locked up. I know that. It's locked up in here. And if my heart shuts to people, it's a real problem. Pray for your pastor. I've got to mature. Because we can get things done with the right people. Because I can't stop anybody that's come fresh through these doors. Because of the hurt someone else has caused. You keep on messing with authority. Your, your life is over. I'm telling you today. I don't care how great your gift is. You will not move forward. Your life, it's God's order. It's fulfilling righteousness. If Jesus had to do it, how are you dishonoring me publicly and speaking to me like I'm an idiot and I don't see it? Some people are foolish, man. You wait and see how this thing plays out. I'm trying to help people. I prepare before the Lord exactly the words that I need to and the things that I'm dealing with. And if there's anything wrong, only a fool corrects upward. God can deal with me. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? You think that God took me through all of this for nothing? 
the embarrassment, the shame, the, the court cases, the stuff that, that people and, and everybody had things to say. And God was just showing me, I'm got you. I'm protecting you. Because you're my authority in the earth. God could have done it for anybody at, at that life center with Dr. Miles. But when he establishes somebody as the authority, it means that it allows anybody who's got the power, when they plug into Kingdom Life Embassy, the, this is not the man worship, please get over that. Your idea of submission and authority and worshiping a man, and, and, and get over that rubbish. It's your destiny I'm concerned about. I don't need your money. I don't. Because hungry fathers are a problem. Ask Jacob and Esau. I mean, Esau and, what's his brother's name? Jacob. Oh, yeah. They, they, the father was hungry and he wanted, anyway. We'll deal with all of this. He honors him publicly. and speaks well about his pastor. And sits, why? Because authority is everything for you. Your life depends upon it, whether you're going to flourish or not. Whether you're going to progress or not. You can't, you can't deal with that thing and come in. You know, I'm, I just, another pastor sent me a message this week. I brought some, some real challenging posts, so great. It happened to us this week. A woman that came in, you know, there's a, a coin she put on and she needed prayer because this coin is sticking to her arm and the like. And so I put it out. So it became like crazy. This pastor even went crazy publicly. And I said to him, you keep casting aspersions against my, my, my character. I'm a man of integrity. Do you think that I'm putting up stuff here to try and create fake news? Then you send me a private message to say, I'm really sorry, will you please forgive me? Why don't you say it publicly now? No, don't clap. Please don't clap. This thing is, it's, it's this generation, even senior men, Like, I am here to try and create fake news and, and look for, for, for clickbait. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, when you get to the age of 58, it's like, whatever, man. No, I know you know I'm 38. But. Verse, verse 11. Jesus honored him publicly and says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not been one risen greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom is even greater than he. I need to give you one more, and we need to go. And we're going to have communion, and we're going to go. But I please need you to see this. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 12, and then 17 to 24. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Worshipped him? Not yet. Hang. We're coming. After these things, the Lord appointed 70. So he appoints the twelve. He gives them authority. This is really important to wrap up so that we can build from here. The next he sends out, when the 12 comes back, he now sends out 70. Let's just pick up the story with the 70. If you want to read more, Luke chapter 9 will tell you about the 12. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest tool is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. You understand when you are authorized, and I, I walk into a home, I first say peace. 
And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Listen to the authority. Listen to the responsibility. Listen to the maturity. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city, that's regions, that's territory. Somebody say territory. He's dealing with kingdom keys. He says, whatever city you enter and, and they receive you, eat such things as said before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. You're authorized to do that. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, and say. You be careful when authority says some things against you that shuts your life down because of your dishonor. The very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. That's not God, that's the people. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that in that, it will be more tolerable in the day of Sodom than for that city. Territory. Keep going, please. Pick up the next verse for me. What did I say? 17. So, they come back. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. His name is authorized. And he said to them, I saw Satan. Satan was the worshiper in heaven. But I was there when he was taken out of his position of authority. And I saw Satan, go back, one verse. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. That means he's got power with his demons in the earth, but he's got no authority. That's why you and I can trample on demons and nothing, nothing will hurt you because you are the authority. Who's going to clap their hands this morning? Listen to his word. Listen to his word. My time's gone. Behold, behold, behold. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you somebody in this house is going to give God a praise because authority is not power but authority is greater than power that's why you can say not by power nor by might but by my spirit who has the authority come on I need somebody to believe the Lord this morning now read with me, my time is gone. Nevertheless, read with me. Do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are authorized in heaven. Don't rejoice because demons are moving left, right, and center. You've you got to be concerned about, is this person authorized? Because you see, loud does not mean authorized. You can have a frail old lady that's been in the presence of God, a Catherine Kuhlman that walks slowly and just sings and worships and is under authority and she doesn't even lay hands and everybody's healed. 
Because it's not the power. It's who's got the authority. So people that are loud on Facebook and got lots to say and bang, you know, we see it. Wonderful power. The earth. Uh, the earth needs the sun and the oceans need the moon. Nothing created in the heavens is self-sustaining. Man needs air to breathe. Remove the air and the man stops functioning. Remove a tree from the soil and it dies. Take a fish out of the water. It's called a catch. A, match, a man detached from the authority will self-destruct. A man who rejects authority is caught in a snare. Someone put this out and I thought it was really good. God gives you a vision for your life. But hides the keys for it in someone else's lap. I had the sons here yesterday night. You see the machinery that's happening over here? You'll see the transformation in this ministry, what's happening. The sons, the businessmen came around. And we're having meetings now for the last couple of weeks. And finally we came together. And they submitted to authority and they said the kingdom's coming first. One of the sons had his car almost repossessed. The other one almost his house repossessed. They put the kingdom first. And they made sure that the house is, he says, let me tell you about my testimony. As I committed to getting your water plant goes up this week. He commits to get the water plant up. Makes a vow, gets this thing moving. I said to him, you, got, you guys are going to remember this. You are the branch. The branch does not support the root of the tree. This is kingdom life. This is the authorization. We support you, you the branch. The breakthrough on the sons in one week. Ask Ronaldo, ask Brian, ask Duvain, ask Quentin. Them coming around for one reason only, to fix the root. Because it's the authorization place. When the kingdom is first, these things must be added. You need to pay attention. It's not your power gift. The fact is, where are you submitted? God's looking to promote people in the season. And your refusal or your affair with submission and authority is your problem. Because God can't move on you. He can't do anything for you. Please let's stand. Give me the worship team. This is spiritual truth. This is the way things work in the spirit. I am only starting to let you know. There was even the sons of Sceva who tried to use the name of Jesus. He says, I, I cast you out by, by the Jesus that, that, that Paul preaches. He says, Jesus we know. He's the authority. The demons are saved. Paul we know. Who are you? Because the spiritual realm is nothing like the natural realm. You can't function up here without understanding being authorized. The reason why, you know, you can get saved anywhere. Oh no. Jesus is God's 
authorization into a way, in a place that where, when you call upon his name, demons tremble. Because all of hell knows a name was given that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. He's authorized. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Please, let's go. Lift it up. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven. No other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You can't make it up. Why is it so when people get a fright or something happens, then they go, oh, Jesus. Why don't they say, oh, Buddha. They thought about that. The only name that they'll blaspheme. Oh, Muhammad. No. Satan hates that name. Because it's the only name that's authorized in the heavens that will save a man and save a woman. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. You must call upon the name of Jesus. You, you are born into a Christian home. No, I'm Methodist. No, I'm Catholic. You must call upon the name of Jesus. You will have demons torment you. you it stopped the day I said yes to Jesus. Then I could wake up and say, not here, not this house. You can't put pressure on me. Get out. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom. You need to call upon that name. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Every head bowed and eye closed this morning. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, please lift up your hand right now. And I'll just pray for you. Wherever you are, in the service, even online. Thank you, sir. Lift up your hands, lift it high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you want me to pray with you, pray for you. Can we pray together? And release the prayer. This is what you say. You say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. This morning, wash me in your precious blood. I confess that I'm a sinner and I do need a Savior. Your blood is the answer. I call upon your name. You are my authority from today. Wash me in your precious blood. Make me brand new and make me love for you. I submit my life to you. You are my God and you are my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for saving me. Amen and amen. Come on, clap your hands. I want to pray with you personally, Brian. The pastors will help with that. Amen. Amen. We're going to break bread together as a family. Please, can we just... Have communion together, Pastor Z. My praise that you will begin to open up your heart to submission and authority. To be authorized in your assignment. If you're ready for us, can we have communion together? If you're not ready, lift up one hand. Everybody's ready? We're good. Thank you, Jesus.
This is only for the body of Christ. You understand that? For somebody who's saved, their healing, their forgiveness is authorized from above. Satan's got no right to torment you anymore because you are submitted to the authority of God and even to, you know, online, wherever your shepherd is. God's given you an authority in the earth somewhere. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave, and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is, is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This is for people that are submitted to God, authorized from heaven, receive. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Receive. Father, we just thank you this evening, this morning, for this covenant view today that we are reminded that we are sons and daughters under your authority, my God. We thank you today, Father God, that even as we heard this message today, that, Father, the adjustments in our hearts have been made as we come and submit our lives to you again, Father. We submit to your kingdom authority in the earth. I thank you today, Father God, that your kingdom will now manifest through the sons and daughters that are submitted to you, Father, and submitted to earthly authority today in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that the season is now, Father, for the sons and daughters to manifest, Father God, wherever they go, your kingdom power in the earth in Jesus' mighty name. I decree and declare that today, my God, as we are submitted to authority, my God, the power of God will manifest all around them in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare right now that the heavens are open upon your people today in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, just lift your hands and receive right now. God's about to move with power in your life because you are submitted in the name of Jesus. We thank you today, Father God, that this word there will be a manifestation for every son and daughter that have sat under this anointing and they will walk with the power of God wherever they go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God. Come on, thank the Lord one more time if you can. Hallelujah. We Just for a moment, be seated. Let's receive an offering. Father, thank you for all the sons and daughters and their giving. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are submitted, including your finances. Your tithe, your offering belongs to the Lord. Your offering, as God leads you, be a blessing. We're building something. Some things are moving. We release more. When I get back from a holiday, we'll speak about the vision and the importance of what's happening because we are submitted, not just with our time, not just with our gifts, including our resources. We are submitted to God, and God is moving in a mighty way. Father, bless your people in their giving. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
of the Lord. Let's go rejoicing this morning. Especially the pastor can go out and leave. Amen. Father, bless your people from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. You're in a season of tremendous harvest. Our theme for the Heaven on Earth conference is the harvesting generation. You are that harvesting generation. You are under authority and wherever you go, the power of the kingdom will manifest and you'll begin to see change. You'll begin to get answers for your situation. The hand of God is upon you from today. The favor of the Lord is upon you. You are living under an open heaven. And if there's anything satanic, demonic, or any poison in your body, it's ejected today in the name of Jesus. You will live long and you will live strong. And everybody agreed and said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. We love you. Amen and Amen.